Listen, I know you've been hearing about CBD now for a couple of years. Everybody's talking about CBD. They put CBD in water, CBD in drops. You can buy CBD at the grocery store, at the gas station. But if you're like me, you probably have a healthy dose of skepticism. And so you want a company that's reputable. You want to know what you're getting. You actually want to know that what they say is on the bottle is in it. And for many of you, you want to make sure that you're not getting THC because a lot of these CBD companies are putting THC in their CBD and it's having people come up testing positive for THC. Now, listen, I'm not against THC, but I also think that you deserve to know as a consumer if, in fact, the product that you're taking has it or not. And my Soul CBD triple lab checks every single batch just to ensure that their ingredients are free of THC. Not only that, they are 100% organic. I love their line of pet snacks. We've been giving those to Rocco. He's our 15 going on 16-year-old chocolate lab, and he's actually pretty peppy. And I attribute part of that in part to the relief that he's experienced from taking the My Soul CBD pet treats. I also attribute my increase in sleep to the sleepy gummies that I take, that we all take, everybody in my household takes them before we go to bed. Listen, CBD is amazing because it helps to calibrate your central nervous system. And again, you don't have to worry about getting high. It's completely legal. It's all natural. Unfortunately, they don't currently ship to Canada. And as a listener to the show, you get 15% off automatically. You don't even have to enter a code. When you go to mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shalene. Now, don't worry about it. That link is in our show notes. You can just click on it while you're listening. And if you don't do it now, you know you're going to forget. So just click on that link. It's mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shalene. That link, while you're listening, you can just place your little order. You'll get 15% automatically. And I promise you will not regret it. You're going to love this stuff. They've got oil tinctures, capsules, or if you prefer, gummies. Again, it's mysoulcbd.com forward slash Shalene. Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We're going to do some pretty cool goal setting. We're going to do goal setting a little different, perhaps, than what you've done in the past. And if you have been following me for quite a while and you're familiar with the push goal process of goal setting, well, this will simply be a refresher course and it's important to do. In fact, you should probably be doing it quarterly, if not more often than that. So if you haven't done so recently, you're in luck. We're going to do it together today. This is going to be a really powerful episode for you. Thank you for joining me. I hope that you've grabbed a pen and a piece of paper or your push journal if you have one. Despite what everybody's saying about the economy and COVID and life, etc., we have big plans and we still have incredible things that we can accomplish and we're going to do that together. I'm excited. I hope you are. Grab a pen and a piece of paper. Let's do this. Now, if you haven't already, I encourage you to go back and listen to Monday's episode. On Monday's episode, what we did is kind of step one of this process. In Monday's episode, we took inventory of the 10 key areas of your life. They include physical health, mental well-being, environment or surroundings, things you do for joy and restoration, romance, friends and family, finances, purpose slash work, spirituality, and personal growth. Those are the 10 areas. I asked you to rate those 10 areas, meaning rate your own personal satisfaction, kind of scoring yourself on have you missed the mark or have you made the mark on a scale of one to 10, 10 being 
phenomenal perfection, one being a complete disaster. Then once you had your scores, I asked you to pick the area that you rated the lowest. Also, not only is it the lowest, but it's the area that's low and you know that you could do something about it. Like you have some control in this area. So you pick that area. All right. That's what we did on Monday. And then I asked you to set three goals related to that area, improving that area. All right. So those are your first three goals, because today we are setting goals that are in alignment with your priorities, goals that are in alignment with the things that are going to make you happy, as opposed to setting goals, which we normally do, in areas that are go-to, our default. So when you scored yourself, you likely discovered that the areas where you scored yourself pretty high, they come easy to you. And ironically, these areas are not as important to you as the areas that you scored lower. And I'll just bet that the areas that you scored lower are actually areas that are pretty important to you. And it's very common that because these areas are important to us, but they don't come as naturally to us, we don't give them as much attention and they sit there in our subconscious. And we don't know what it is, but something doesn't feel right. Something feels off. We don't feel good about ourselves and we don't think about what it is. We just keep thinking, I don't know, my confidence is low or I I just, I don't feel happy with myself at the moment and I can't put my finger on it. And this is often why, because in our hearts, in our souls, we know that there are areas that are truly important. They are a priority to us, but we're humans and humans do what tends to be easier For me, it's way easier for me to work 24-7. It is hard for me to be very present and loving and just focused on being in the moment with my nieces, with my husband, with my kids, but it's more important to me than anything. And work is easy. Work is fun. It's like a go-to. It's like, it's my default but it's not what makes me feel like an amazing person. It's not what makes me feel good about myself. I mean, it does, but if I'm being honest, if I'm not happy with myself, it is because I know I can do better in the areas that are far more important to me, and that is my friends and family, in my romantic relationship with my husband, or in some other area that it's important to me, but it's harder for me to focus on it. That's the reason why we did that. And that's the reason why I'm asking you to really think about these things. Because if we set goals the way most people do, we just sit down and we start making a list and we think, okay, well, it's got me excited, right? And nine times out of 10, the thing that gets us excited is the thing that's going to be the easiest. In fact, we often set goals that we know we're going to accomplish them before we even write them down. So there's not even a challenge there. And then we accomplish these goals, and in the process, we often sacrifice time and effort in the areas that are far more important to us. I don't mean to be dramatic, but I think that is the problem with the world today. We have so many distractions, so many different things that compete for our attention, notifications, comparison on social media, opportunities, TV, the media, the news media, phone calls, emails, text messages, and every notification that comes to your phone. 
All of these things are vying for our attention. And because of that, it's really hard to take the time to sit down and say, okay, what is it I want? What is really important to me? What makes me feel like I'm reaching my potential, that I'm doing right? And I don't mean like doing right by other people's standards, like that I'm doing right by me. Like what's important to me? I don't want you to be living according to someone else's priorities. And if you don't do this today, if you don't do this in general, you will be living according to someone else's priorities. Sometimes even when you're setting your own goals and you're creating your own to-do list, I know this is true for me, if you do that the way we've been taught for decades, you're still gonna end up defaulting to work and to money and to collecting things, to collecting status and recognition. And is that really what makes you happy? I mean, like maybe it does, but most people I know, it's deeper than that. Ironically, when I started doing this, really like focusing on what I wanted to feel and focusing on the areas that were most important to me and following this process when it came to aligning my goals with what was important to me and aligning my goals so that they honored the area that I needed to improve, which I like to call your key priority. But remember, key priorities and areas that you need to improve, those change all the time. But when I started doing this, my fear, I shouldn't say my fear, my suspicion was that I would make a lot less money. Because if I forced myself not to focus on work, and if I forced myself to focus on what was truly important in my heart to me, I knew that wasn't going to be work. And so it would just go to reason that then, therefore, I wouldn't make as much money if I wasn't as focused on work. But let me just tell you, nothing could be further from the truth. And I don't know what you believe, but if you listen to the show, you know I'm a Christian, and I have to tell you, I do believe this is the way God rewards us for being disciplined, for being disciples, for being selfless, for being intentional. When we slow down and clearly define our intentions and our priorities, the universe opens up and aligns in our behalf. So if you haven't already, please be sure to write out your first three goals. Now, these first three goals are things that you can accomplish in the next 90 days, but it's going to take some discipline. It's going to take attention. It's going to take some thought, and it's going to be a challenge. Those three goals need to be specifically designed to improve the one area of those 10 that you know you need to improve this area because it's important to you. Those are your first three goals, all right? Then we're going to create seven additional goals. Again, these are goals that you can accomplish or would like to accomplish in the next 90 days. I don't like to give you parameters on how to set these other seven goals. You can pick a goal to improve your financial situation. You can pick a specific goal to exercise a certain number of days per week. You can set a goal to initiate with your spouse. He'd probably really like that or she would probably really like that. It doesn't matter what area you pick. Okay, I'm not going to give you a formula. I'm not going to tell you you have to create a certain number of goals that are professional, a certain number of goals that are personal. It, I really prefer this to be truly organic and for you to just allow the first things that come to mind to go onto paper. Now, just as a reminder, when we are setting goals, we want to make sure goals are specific and measurable, meaning you could ask a stranger like, hey, did I hit the mark? 
Like, so to say, I want to get healthy, that's not specific. That's very vague. So instead, you'd want to say, I want to exercise five days a week for at least 15 minutes. Goals should also have a tendency to push you outside your comfort zone. And as a reminder, once you've made this list of goals, I want you to look at it, the other seven now, and ask yourself if any of those additional seven goals you made, if any of them would actually hurt that area that you're trying to improve. So like, let's say, for example, the area you're trying to improve is your relationship with your spouse. And you know, that means you need to spend more time with them. Yet you've set a goal for yourself to travel. But let's just say that you had a a goal that would take you away from your partner for the next, you know, 30 to 60 days. Well, that would be a goal that is contradictory to the thing that's important to you. So just take a look at your seven after you've created that list of seven and ask yourself, okay, do any of these hurt or diminish the area that I'm trying to improve? If it's neutral, go for it. All right, you're gonna put me on pause and create your list of seven goals starting now. All right, so we have your seven goals plus the three that were very specific to the area you want to improve. So we have a total of 10. The next thing I'm going to have you do is write a letter next to each goal. All right, and here's the key for those letters. You're going to write an M next to any goal that requires money. You're gonna write a T next to any goal which really requires your time. You're gonna write an S next to any goal that requires you developing new skills or talents. And you're going to write a D next to anything that requires you to have just discipline or new habits, okay? So again, it was M-T-S-D. First, write those letters down, money, time, skills, discipline. Write those words down, then write the letters down, M-T-S-D. Now go back through your list of 10 goals and put a letter next to each one. So let me give you an example before you put me on pause. Let's say one of your examples was, all right, I wanna lose 15 pounds in the next 90 days. All right, so is that gonna take money? No. Is that gonna take time? Mm, Probably. Is it gonna take discipline? Mm, For sure. So I would put a D by that one for sure. Let's say another one of your goals was to remodel your bedroom. Well, what's that gonna take? Probably money. So I would put an M by that one. Let's say you want to increase your social media reach, right? You're trying to get more followers on Instagram or wherever. That's probably gonna take skill, and time, S and T, right? So most of these are, you're gonna find most of these. What I've learned in having done this now with tens of thousands, I think probably hundreds of thousands of people now, is that most people, when they look at their goals, the majority, not all, but the majority of your goals are going to require some time. But it is different for every person. So now, please, put me on pause, and let's go through your list of goals, putting a letter, next to each one. Sometimes you might have to put two letters, but at least one letter next to each goal. Excellent. All right, you did it. Excellent. Now what you'll do is taking a look at all of those letters. Which letter do you have the most of? By adding these up, you now know, okay, well, look, it's money. I'm going to need to get money to make most of these things happen. Or maybe you had more T's than any other letter. So you're like, okay, 
if I'm going to accomplish most of these goals, I need more time in my schedule. So identify which letter you had the most of. All right, let's just assume for the sake of this example that you had more T's than anything else. All right, your next step, which I like to call step five, is to then create a push goal. Now, a push goal is a goal intended to give you that thing that you need. You either needed more money, more time, more skills, or more discipline. Now that you know the thing that you need, now you've got to create a goal that gives you that. So like if, let's say, for example, you discovered, yeah, the main thing that I need are are skills. It's skills around social media, skills around business. All right, well, then a perfect push goal would be to complete an online academy or to complete an online training or to work with a mentor or to go back to school. Your goal would be to acquire those skills. If you had more T's than anything else, And you realize like, oh my gosh, every single one of these goals just means I need to have more time. Okay, well then your push goal is something that's going to give you that. It's going to give you time. So let's say I needed more time. All right, so then an ideal push goal might be, all right, I am going to wake up an hour earlier. And in order to do that, I need to go to bed an hour earlier. And that's going to give me, because at night I'm not very productive, but I know if I wake up an hour early, it's going to give me at least an hour every single day. That's going to give me 30 extra hours a month. And in 30 extra hours, I can accomplish a lot of these goals. Or maybe it's not what you're adding, it's what you're taking away. Maybe you realize, if I'm going to do this, I've got to spend a heck of a lot less time playing video games on my phone. I have to spend a heck of a lot less time laying in my bed looking at social media in the morning before I get my butt up. I'm going to have to spend a lot less time fill in the blank or I'm going to have to give up this thing that I'm currently doing that isn't as important to me as these goals on my list. So you can either find time or you can make time, but for the most part, it's you learning to better manage your time. If it's money that you came up with, well, then you've got to create a push goal that's going to make you that money. And you've got two options. You can either make that money or you can start figuring out how to spend less money and saving money, or you can do both. You see how this works? All right. So when people will say to me, "Um, is it a good push goal if I want to clean my garage? I don't know. Does that give you time, money, discipline, skill? You know what I'm saying? Like, probably not. Like, you just have to ask yourself, does this goal that I've just created, does it give me more money, time, the skills that I need or the discipline or the habits that I need? And if the answer is no, well, then it's not a push goal. Really what a push goal is, is a push goal is like a bulldozer. It's making room. It's clearing the way for you to accomplish your other goals. Now, the way this works so magically, and I'm telling you, I've done this, you guys, for hundreds of thousands of people now, it is magical because you don't even have to think about your other 10 goals. They will magically start to happen when you focus exclusively on your push goal. And as I've said before, you can do this on a scrap piece of paper in your notebook if you want. That's how I've taught this for years. But if you really want to make this simple, you definitely want to get yourself a push journal. And I'm not saying that because it's something that I offer. I'm saying that because 
I created it to make life easier for those of you who follow the system. Yes, of course you can do it on a notebook. Like, go for it. I had no sweat off my back. But I'm just telling you, if you want to make this like a million times easier for yourself, get a friggin' push journal. Because number one, you're going to get this whole instruction, like how to go through the 10 areas of your life and how to come up with the brainstorming process and how to brainstorm your goals. Like it's all laid out on paper, prompt style. So you're prompted and you know what the question is. And then you've got this almost as a keepsake or a record to keep of what it is you thought through and what processes you came up with when you went through this. I try to do this every 30 days. I don't, I'm not perfect, but I do it every 90 days at a minimum. I I should do it every 30 days, but I do it every 90 days for sure. And I wouldn't if I didn't have a push journal. Now, for those of you who've never used a push journal, just try it, see what happens. It's designed for people like you. It's designed to do exactly what we're doing, what exactly what we're talking about right now. And you can get yours by going to pushjournal.com. And we've got tons of new journals. We've got masculine-looking journals, journals that'll work for your college-aged son, your high school-aged daughter, work for you if you are a stay-at-home mom. They will work for you if you are in network marketing or the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. We have shipped these journals in bulk to so many corporate organizations because they realize this works, whether it's personal, professional, because it's really simple, but it also helps people to stay in alignment. And when people are in alignment, they are much, much happier. So now that you've got your push goal, right? What's your next step? Your next step is to go like, okay, now that I've got this push goal, what can I do every day? What two or three things can I do every day that keep me on track towards this push goal? Like if I have set a goal for myself to clear an additional 30 hours of extra time every day, that means all I have to do is cut out about an hour's worth of nonsense every day, and I'll have an extra 30 hours to apply towards my goals. But that's going to require me giving it attention every single day. So what I ask you to do on your daily schedule, and yes, you need a daily schedule. You need a daily plan. Having a plan every day is like giving a vine a trellis to grow on. If you just plant a vine It will grow into a big heap and it'll get tangled and eventually it will die. But if you give a vine, a trellis to grow up, it will climb up the trellis and it's got space to expand, to be organic. It's got the space to grow and to spread to the right and to the left and to the top and to the bottom. And that's what I want your life to do. But your life needs a trellis, especially right now. Our lives have been turned upside down. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare start getting sloppy with your potential. Don't get sloppy with your life. Don't give up. So many people doing that right now. Are you kidding me? You're not in a concentration camp. You have freedom. You have the ability to control so many things in your life right now. But you have to control those things or someone else will control them for you. You're in charge of your destiny. You're in charge of the greatness and the potential that's in front of you. But you've got to grab it. You've got to seize it. And that starts with having a daily plan. My daily plan, I simply write down three things that relate to my push goal, like three things that are going to give me one of those letters, right? I list those things out. And sometimes they're very quick. Sometimes it's just a mindset thing. 
Sometimes it's a quick phone call or a Google search or a reminder or setting a notification on my phone. Or it's those three things that I do each day towards my push goal are very quick. Beneath that, I list all my other tasks. Now, what's interesting is I don't give much thought to the other 10 goals that I've set for myself. And I don't give them much thought because I kind of think it's fun to see how the universe works this way that when I focus on my push goal, it is miraculous how the other 10 goals tend to just start happening. And then I can plug away at them and plug away at them. So set your push goal, create intentions around it, create some time and some space to develop a a brainstorming list. You know, when you've got no other distractions, no TV on, no kids pulling at you, no one who needs you, no sound in the background, no radio on, like literally no social media, sit down with a blank piece of paper or the blank pages of your push journal and list out every idea that comes to mind with regard to accomplishing your push goal, making it possible. I can't wait to hear how this turns out for you. The system, the push goal system, something that I've taught for many years long before there was a journal, is something I've developed around a 90-day system, meaning you set goals for 90 days, but you accomplish them 30-day increments. You accomplish them one day at a time. I have a favor to ask of you, especially those of you who have never used a push journal or never used this process. I'm asking you to commit a thousand percent, like to like literally go back and listen to Monday's episode, to re-listen to this one, to like literally when I said, put me on pause and to do the work, like to literally do the work and go through this process for 30 days. And I am challenging you to do this all the way. And when I say all the way, you know that I don't mean 100% perfection. That doesn't even exist. I mean, to commit to doing it. That means like 80% of the days, you're going to have a plan. 80% of the days, you're going to use a schedule. You're going to create a list of the three things that relate to your push goal. And you're going to really be very serious about this for 30 days. And I'm challenging you to prove me wrong. But more importantly, I want to hear about how crazy this works for you. I want to hear your story. I want you to keep track of it. I want you to tell me what you thought was going to happen. Maybe you're skeptical right now hearing this, but what do you have to lose? I mean, what else do you have going on right now? You guys, this is our opportunity to take back control. And we need that. You deserve this. If you don't plan your day, you'll end up living your life according to someone else's priorities. And I refuse to let that happen on my watch. Listen, I love you. I love you so much. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. 
Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. 